Hello there, I'm Jill Avey, career success coach for women looking to get promoted and become empowered leaders. This is the fifth episode of a limited eight session exclusive training podcast. In each episode, we'll be covering one of your key steps on the path to rising up through the leadership ranks. So you'll wanna stay with me through this whole series. For this episode, we're going to be talking about the fifth step, learning brain-based communication. Most people understand that communication is one of their biggest challenges, but why do we need to understand brain science to improve our communication skills? That's because your brain is controlling automatic functions that are getting in the way of having better conversations. Once you understand these, you can advance your conversations so that they're more effective. Our brains have two important neurotransmitters, cortisol and oxytocin. These affect our ability to open up and relate to each other, which is essential to working interdependently. Almost all work is done on a team of some sort, so this is a crucial skill, yet it's one of our least developed skills. So stay with me to learn about the chemistry of conversations. In my coaching program, Sisters in Leadership clients learn how to foster positive relationships that get stronger over time through healthy and productive conversations. One of my clients used brain-based communication to transform a difficult project. Lily is a program manager at a regional healthcare system, and she runs a project each year that brings together leaders from across the organization. The year before had been a bit painful, as it had been hard for her to get everyone to do their work, in part because they had no clear direction from senior management. She was dreading this year's go-around because her boss had been quite critical of the team's performance, so she was afraid the team would be even less enthusiastic this year. But using her knowledge of how neuroscience can affect team performance, she was able to design a whole new way of approaching the project and was relieved by how differently everyone responded. It was really striking how much difference this made. She led the meetings by facilitating discussions rather than planning an agenda and sticking to a set process. This allowed everyone to feel that they had a voice and a stake in the outcome. Engagement went way up and the problems of people not doing their work totally went away. And senior management was much happier with the end result, so she's not dreading next year in any way. So if you're feeling frustrated by a team that's not working together as well as you would like or not getting their work done like you'd like, you're going to be able to use the ideas in today's episodes to transform your team. Let's explore the hidden effects that might be holding your team back from bringing their best selves to meetings. What people don't understand about communication is that when we trigger what is called the fight or flight response in another person by the way we're talking to them, we actually shut down their brain so that they're unable to give us their best thinking. What happens here is that when we feel a threat to our ego, our body releases the neurotransmitter called cortisol. How often have you been in a meeting where no one had anything to offer? It's likely that this is what was going on. It didn't feel safe for people. While this might feel like just a little thing, it's actually happening in a workplace environment several times a day to many people. And this little neurotransmitter has a big impact on our team. It leads us to try tactics that will give us short-term gain, but will also diminish a team's performance in the long run. We push the team to work harder, which is an effect of shutting them down. Then we give them more clear direction because we think they can't figure it out on their own. And then this leads us into micromanaging without realizing it. When people feel micromanaged, they shut down even further and become order takers, and the spiral downwards continues. However, when we're able to have the opposite effect, when we're able to increase the oxytocin in the room, 
whether it's a virtual room or a real room, this is the neurotransmitter that makes us feel warm and fuzzy. You can actually feel this effect when you hug someone or even think about someone that you really love, like your pet. As it turns out, it has a powerful effect on your team and their ability to perform. When we have a good flow of oxytocin, we have access to the higher level functions of our brain. We can create, think of possibilities, and make judgments. We need oxytocin to bond with our colleagues, which is important for collaboration because it increases generosity. It reduces unhelpful behavior like information hoarding, defensiveness, and that us versus them kind of thinking. New ideas and solutions to tough problems start to flow when you can shift your team from being resistors to being co-creators. What I teach my clients in my coaching program is how to see when someone is in a cortisol state or an oxytocin state and how to lead in a way that upregulates that oxytocin and downregulates cortisol. This includes having level three conversations that open people up versus shutting them down. And we do this by using conversational essentials, which are six tools that help a leader build trust with their team by how they talk to each other. When I first learned about this from studying conversational intelligence in my coach training, I knew immediately that this was a missing element in my career that would have made my team leadership more successful than it was. I could see where I had missed opportunities to strengthen the team's performance and results. I've loved working with my clients and seeing how understanding brain science can not only impact their performance, but also reduce their stress levels and increase their feelings of belonging, which is a top human need. Just like them, you can start to implement these ideas and see how it changes the way you communicate. To make sure that you have all the pieces you need to move forward, I have my quick and easy assignment for you now. This will only take you a few minutes, and it'll open your eyes to see how your brain is taking over when you get triggered. So in your next meeting, pay attention to see if you can identify when you feel a fight-or-flight response. What does it feel like in your body? That's a leading indicator, since your body will tell you faster than your brain. How does your behavior change when you feel this way versus before? You can notice these fight-or-flight responses by the fight response would be you feel more argumentative, the flight response you want to get out of there and get this meeting over with, you might have a freeze response where your mind goes blank, or you might have a appease response where you just want to make everybody happy, kind of with a sense of urgency to that. And you might have a tend and befriend response, which could feel more like an urgent peacemaking feeling. <laughs> so by taking this easy step to notice the effect of our neurotransmitters, you can change the tone and outcome of your conversations. All it takes is recognizing the signs and the ability to shift is in your hands. You'll be surprised at how quickly conversations can change to the positive when you know how to navigate through conversational intelligence. I'm talking a matter of seconds, a conversation can completely take a 180. So try it out. In this next episode, we're going to be talking about embracing taking risks. This will be about how to reduce your stress level and how to open the way to going bigger in your career. So if you have a big dream inside of you waiting to come out, don't miss it. Until then, I'm Jill Avey, and thanks for listening to the 7-Step Passport to Promotion.